pretty sure the last thing that we recorded was me saying that I bought a coffee shop and then uh and then that was the end of the show. <laughs> yes, and it was not nice of you. You said, "Hey, I bought a coffee shop." Like, what? We have like 2 minutes left and we have to be done. Like this is not cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh maybe I should do a little follow-up on that uh that thing. That that would be good. I thought that my productivity life was pretty ironed out and that everything I was doing was pretty set in stone. And then I bought a physical coffee shop and I realized how much had to change immediately and how many of my little habits and productivity methods were completely out the window. The real question here is, do you have a paper notebook you carry? You know what? I don't right now, but I've been been wanting one lately. I've been craving it. I've been craving it. So there's been a lot of changes in this last bit of time in my life. But one of the the major ones and one of the most positive ones is that my wife and I have purchased a space in the city that we live in, in Reading. And we've probably talked a little bit about this on and off the show at this point, Joe. But just to recap, what happened is this. My wife was thinking about how few places there are to stay in the city of Reading and how challenging that is because there's a lot of visitors that come in all the time. And she started saying how cool it would be to find a space that had a few units that could be rented out on Airbnb, kind of in like a boutique hotel method, making them really, really beautiful, specifically for visitors, and then just renting them out. Right. And she said her ultimate dream would be to find a place that also had a little spot that could be leased out to a coffee shop or restaurant, like a fun place that could be for locals and for non-locals. I said, that sounds really cool. We we could maybe find a space and work towards that in a couple of years. Well, that's not the timeline that actually happened. What actually (laughs) happened is that one of the primary coffee shops in the city, which is an amazing spot that Christine and I really fell in love with before we moved here. I, you, you know, we've talked about this. I sit at a coffee shop every day. So when we were thinking about moving to a city that was smaller than the one that we came from, Tampa, I was like, I need a coffee shop. If this city doesn't have a coffee shop, I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do with my mornings. <laughs> I don't know how to write in the morning without an espresso. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so mercifully, there was this one coffee shop that was in the middle of downtown that was beautiful. It's really cool. Third wave coffee, great espresso, awesome espresso espresso machine, very cool vibe. I loved it. And so it had a special place in our heart. And ever since, you know, that's been, that was probably three years ago that I first stepped foot in that coffee shop. And there's been a few other coffee shops that have sprung up. It's great. The city's growing, but that one still held a special place to me. And lo and behold, it came up for sale in July. And not only did it come up for sale, but the whole building was for sale, the building and the business. And the building is that coffee shop on the first floor and two beautiful two-bedroom apartments on the second floor. So it was exactly what Christine wanted with 10 times less work than we anticipated putting into it Sure, at a very, very good price. And so we just kind of dove right in. And so when I said to you on that last show, I bought a coffee shop, it was not some secret thing that I had been working at for months and months and months. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was it was something that we, I crunched the numbers, I made sure it all worked. We didn't jump into it like in a foolhardy way, but it was a zero to 60 kind of move of, yeah. oh, this just fell on our laps. Okay, I guess we'll do it kind of thing. So 
uh, yeah, it's been really fun. We started thinking about, well, we found out it was for sale on like July 5th and it was ours on August 2nd. So we've now had a coffee shop in our ownership for a month now. Oh yeah. Also when we were thinking in, in Christine's ideal world, it was a space to lease out to a restaurant or coffee shop where this is our coffee shop, Ah. which was not what we expected, but has actually been amazing because the, the staff all stayed. There's an incredible manager. It was like a no brainer. Like this is the coffee shop that I love. This is the staff that I love. This place is running so well already. I'm not going to change a thing. Well, I'm going to change a few things, but I'm not going to change a thing about how it's managed. Yeah. And that's great. So I say all that to say my life is much different than it was before because now I have this this thing that has to be managed and run with employees and physical goods and all kinds of stuff that I had not anticipated uh, having in my life. Uh, have you ever or do you have anybody in your life that like, owns a restaurant or is in that kind of business or any like physical storefront kind of location. Yeah, there's a couple I have a couple website clients that are here local in town. Um and because of the IT work that I do, I've done a lot of consulting with them and a couple other places in town about like point of sale systems and how do you integrate your website and inventory along with, you know, internal sales. So I've I've done a lot of that, but I will also say that my father-in-law sells restaurant equipment, mm-hmm. so he sells like the ovens and espresso machines, and like he sells a lot of that stuff, um, and has for decades now. So I'm I'm very familiar with that business model and like and how that stuff operates. But I also know that like your working world with things like Key House, like that's a whole different game. It is what you're talking about. So it, it really is. That's a transition, dude. Yeah, well it, it is and it isn't because one of the things that's been so nice about this is the previous owner of the coffee shop lived in Sacramento, which is about two and a half hours away. So he was not a very hands-on owner. And it doesn't really need a very hands-on owner. It just needs a really great manager, which it has. So my long-term goal, you know, I'm not going to be behind the espresso machine pulling shots. If you are, I want pictures. I would definitely <laughs> take pictures of that, but I will not be doing that. I do not know how to do that. You would not want me doing that. <laughs> um, and and I I don't even need to be there to open the doors in the morning, or I don't need to I don't need to be there at all. It was this weird opportunity to purchase this physical business with open and close hours and a thing that it's selling, which is so foreign to me, Joe. Like I've never, I've never had really any experience doing that. But because I don't have to actually do it, it is this supplemental thing that's now in my life that allows me to continue doing the kind of work that I want to do and have this interesting foothold in the city that I love. Sure. When I found out that it was for sale, I was a little worried because I thought that it might end up closing down. And sure enough, there was another person who was interested in purchasing the business and they would have closed the entire thing down and converted the building to a private office space. And that would have made me so sad. I don't like it when the city that I live in goes backwards in that way. Yeah. So I really saw this as an opportunity to grow the city that I love and just do something that was pretty fun. So in the in the short term... 
maybe the next six months or so. It is taking a lot of work. Uh, we have to furnish the apartments upstairs. I had to get, uh, I had to spin up an entirely new business, an LLC for this. I had to open bank accounts and change payroll and get W-2 forms and all of that. When I finish this podcast, I'll be going to the city to confirm expansion plans. The coffee shop only takes up half of the downstairs and the the other half of the downstairs space is an office, okay. and I want to knock a wall out and expand the coffee shop into the entire entire floor. So, got it. you know, I got to go to the city and make sure that can happen, Permits and then work with a contractor to do that. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But then, once all of that is done, and I kind of put my thumbprint on it, I am, for the most part, able to walk away from it. You know, I ran payroll two weeks ago, and I ran payroll again yesterday, and that's really it that I've done as far as running the coffee shop, I'm not scheduling employees. I'm not talking about their, you know, shifts. I'm not checking on the quality of the coffee. That's all good and done and, and really taken care of by the manager. So it's a, it's an interesting thing. It's a really interesting thing, but it has taken up a massive amount of my mental space and has also changed the way that I work because <laughs> This probably comes as no surprise to you, but I've had to deal with a lot of government websites lately, and government websites are not <laughs> the most user-friendly things. No. The number of proposals I've written in my head for those things. <laughs> yes, yes. So I have wisely decided to never open a government website on my iPad because I think that's a nightmare waiting to happen where I'll lose an entire day's work. So I've, I've had my MacBook out every day. I've been using it to the fullest. It's been a whole different ball game than my very enclosed method of working when I was doing and still am doing contract work and strategic work, which there's no method that is needed in those situations. I can do whatever I want. If I want to work in a notebook, I can. If I want to work on my iPad, I can. If I want to do anything, you know, it doesn't matter. It's all up to me. I've, I've decided what workflows to use, but running a physical space, that is not the case. Having, um, I'm running my payroll and all of the inventory and stuff through Square and even Square, even though it's amazing, um, kind of requires you to use a, a MacBook and open a bunch of tabs at once to get back and forth between things. So it is just, it is, it has completely changed a lot of my productivity methods. Uh, not necessarily for the worse, but just changed. And that's been a very interesting experience to kind of dive headfirst into in this this last month. Yeah, yeah. I know, well, one of the things we talk a lot about in, especially like the tech world or blogs and the online space is that, you know, it's it's a problem when you get off of work that it, it follows you around, especially if you are, the business owner, it's, I mean, that's something I deal with all the time. Like I'm always thinking about, you know, I've, I've got 18 active clients at the moment. Well, that means I probably have somewhere around 24 to 28 different projects that are active right now. And I'll have ideas about them at just random times, usually about 10 minutes before I'm trying to go to sleep. Like that seems to be the ideal time right. that they like to, to creep up. Of course. But the folks that I've talked to or worked with that have, like a brick and mortar of sorts, like they do the strategic, like the strategic thinking will sometimes follow them home. But other than that, it's a lot easier for them to set it aside and not take it home with them or off hours. You know, with all of this, now granted, you're still really new to this, 
Um, have, have you noticed any big changes in like how much of this you're thinking about when you're not at the shop or you're not working on it actively? Yeah, I am thinking about it all the time because it's fun right now. Sure. Um, and like we're, we're going to rename the coffee shop. We're going to rebrand the coffee shop. We're getting new food vendors. I have to figure out what we're going to price mini cupcakes at and mini donuts at. And we're introducing some new food options. And how can I do that? Can we get a sous vide? And, you know, there's like there's a million questions that I can ask at all times, which, again, is so interesting to me because I've never thought about that kind of thing before. Right. Because the work that I've done is so digital. The question that I have would have been just about what you could do in a project, but never like. I don't know, you know, there's something very specific about being able to uh, make a decision and then sell that decision to people the very next morning if I wanted to. Uh, a, a weird example of that is um, the coffee shop is really well known for its waffles. <laughs> it's a space that serves some breakfast items. Yeah. And it has these two really, really nice waffle makers. And we have a great like waffle batter. I love me a good waffle. Yeah, oh, me too, man. And I decided to do a waffle happy hour on Sundays where we like do the waffles for cheap. And we sold so many waffles, you know, and the entire place was full the entire time. And it was just cool to make a decision and promote that decision and then see that decision's impact the next day, which yeah. I, I don't know how you work, but that's certainly not the typical outcome for my digital work. Usually it takes a long time. There's a huge turnover between an idea and that idea seeing the light of day and even going from the idea seeing the light of day to the to seeing that idea get recognition or success or popularity. Right. So it's been it's been very fun to have this project and I've I've really enjoyed it. It's not something that I want to make the primary bit of my life, but it's just it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to work on. I think that would be really rewarding. Like to to have an idea and just test it the next day. Uh, you know, I was think when you were talking about that, I was thinking about what are the types of things that I do? Like is that even an option? Like well, in you know, from my web development stance, like sure I could run some deals or I could change up, like standardize some things and make it such or you could offer like an email you know, course of sorts, but no matter what I was thinking about, it all involves like multiple days of like build up front so that you can then turn around and and do the whole marketing and push thing like that. that, There's always like an investment of some sort. Whereas this, like all you really have to do is communicate an idea or communicate a method of, of some sort. And the next day it can be live. Like I, I, I'm having a hard time even thinking of what that could be in the digital space. There may not be one. Yeah, and honestly, I think that for me, it has really shown me how important that idea of immediate payoff is. And I think that in times where I will feel stuck or stymied by delays in the future, I will probably think about this concept of immediate payoff even more because there is something very, very gratifying about being able to actionably make a change that is pushed into the world immediately. One of the things that I thought about is like just maybe a good digital translation of that is just something like social media, maybe. You know, if I'm doing a project that takes a long time, 
figuring out ways to incorporate like instantaneous social media posts or very simple Instagram story updates or something. I don't know. You know, I want to think a lot more about that. But the gratification of having something immediately out into the world has been so good for me that it's made me recognize how little of that is in my typical work and how much I want it. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, because it's almost a double-edged sword too. Like, you want the gratification side of it, but if you had that on everything, like you, you might become dependent on it, and then some of the long-term plays might become more of a challenge to work through. Of course, like I, I, I could see the the two sides of it, but at the same time. It's also a bit depressing if you don't ever get <laughs> the immediate side either. So, yeah, I, I could see going both ways with it, though. It's been a lot of fun to experiment with this and see where it's going to go. And, you know, the opposite of the immediate gratification for this coffee shop itself is that this rebrand is going to take some time. And, you know, expanding it and changing everything and all of that, that won't be coming for a good while. So I have to wait for that. But yeah, it's it's been a very, a very neat experience. And, you know, we had talked before at length about office spaces and working with others. And I think it's it's probably been no secret that I am extroverted in that way. And I like to be around others, not only having that space, but actually taking ownership of a space has been a lot of fun for me. That's probably been the most exciting part. Where for Christine, it's the opposite. The most exciting part for her is creating a, you know, temporary home, uh, a place of privacy in the city, which I think actually says a lot about both of our personalities. And I think that's why it'll be, yeah. it'll be really fun to do. And, you know, we'll, we'll be able to do it really well. So, I mean, you've been talking about the coffee shop part quite a bit. Is Christine doing the apartment piece heavily or are you getting involved in that piece as well we're both invested in both parts of the project and she's sort of taking charge on the design side of things and i'm taking charge on the business side of things which also very well describes our relationship sure we're redoing the interior of the building of the coffee shop itself changing out the seating all of that kind of stuff, and that's being done entirely by her. And then the spinning up of the LLC, the bank account, the payroll, making sure that we are properly approved by the city to be an Airbnb, that's all being done by me. And, uh, you know, we go back and forth a little bit on each of those things, but it's been a good project for both of us to invest our efforts into. Sure. Well, it sounds very interesting to me. Like, I I have all kinds of things that bounce through my head of, like, well, how do you do payment on a, a coffee shop? Like, how do you manage that, you know, that number of people? What are you going to call this thing? Like, I have all these things that come through my head. Like, I even, I managed to find the coffee shop on Instagram and started following you guys there, hey. too, as well, because I was like, what is going on over there? So I've, I've been like watching because I when you said something about like the the waffle happy hour, I remembered seeing that on the Instagram feed, but I didn't realize that was a new thing that it was wasn't just a normal deal. Like to me, I thought, well, okay, that's kind of a cool thing to do. Thinking it was like a regular deal, but that must have been the first time that was ever done. But it was I don't know. It's it's been kind of fun to see from the outside like seeing some of those pieces happen on social media. So it's been interesting to see that. But I think there's also like this is it's just fascinating to me. So you you have the 
like the Airbnb pieces above the coffee shop, which is kind of a double win because you can be pretty certain that the people who are going to stay in the Airbnb are going to love the convenience of just going downstairs for breakfast. Totally. <laughs> like that, that sounds like it's just perfect, perfectly set up. So I'm, I totally get it. I'm kind of envious. Like, I, I don't know how I would feel about running uh, a brick and mortar of sorts. It's been intriguing to me in the past. I've played around with, you know, things like starting a, an ice cream shop of sorts. Like I, I've played around with those pieces before, but like this is, I mean, you're just jumping in head first here. Well, and I did it because of the fact that it was already running. Because there's a big difference between right. starting an ice cream shop and buying a successful ice cream shop five years into sure. its success, which is what I did. Because I've thought about it too. I've thought about what it would be like to run a coffee shop or a, a small restaurant. The city is fairly kind to new businesses and property is cheap enough where it's like something that you can do. But there's so many variables that go into it that, you know, it's just, it's hard to decide if it's going to be successful or not. Where for me in this situation, I had sales numbers for year over year, how well it was doing. And then I calculated out how much it costs to run it and how much payroll was and all of that. And it was a pretty simple equation that it would be profitable in the future and could be more profitable than it was today. So because of all of the variables and how smoothly it was already running, it was a lot easier for me to say yes to it. But at the same time, it was also, I don't know, I, I don't know if it would have been harder. Well, actually, what I was going to say is, I don't know if it would have been harder to start it from scratch or do what I did, which is just dive in head first. But I honestly think that at least for me with my personality, the starting it from scratch would have been way harder. It would have been way scarier because even though I had to do a million things in like no time, I knew how to do them all and I knew that I could do them all. Where all of the guesswork of I have to do all of this to start something from scratch and I don't know if it will be successful or not. That that seems scarier to me. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, you you've got existing numbers. I mean, it would be similar to... I guess, you know, maybe we're both in that boat right now. Like Procourse is up and running, but I'm not real sure even now that it's going to be a long-term success. Like I'm doing good to get month over month to come out better, <laughs> but year over year, like I don't even have a year under my belt. Like Keyhouse is in the same boat. Right. Like, you know, it, it hasn't been around long enough to say, here's the track record. Like here's how well it performs. Like there's not really any numbers that you can work with there. Yeah. So it's, it, there's a lot more unknowns. I know from my stance, like that's kind of stressful. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of unknowns that come with it. So I worry about pieces that I probably shouldn't worry about. You know, don't talk to my wife about that. But <laughs> anyway, you know, there's, there's a lot of pieces that I worry about that I think if, if you bought an existing business, one, you've got an upfront investment just purely financially. Like that, that has to be uh, a big part of the equation, but you already have existing profits. You already know like all of the, the ins and outs. Like you know what that track record is. So all of that stress and worry doesn't exist. Not really. I mean, you could worry about it, but you can see the numbers. Like as long as you don't screw with it in a negative yep. way, you'll be okay. Yep. So I I could see it. I don't know. It's it's been it's been weird. I mean, it's it's a whole lot of work. I feel like I have fairly high capacity for like getting that kind of work done. Right. Um I'm by no means like an administrative genius, but I don't 
get scared by it. So, you know, I can kind of slog my way through getting everything done from collecting W-2s to talking with the EDD or any government entity that requires information and getting the LLC set up and talking with an accountant and a bookkeeper and all of that fun stuff. So the barrier for entry in that way is pretty high. You have to be able to have the capacity to do it all. But I felt like I could, and I I think I did. I think I did a pretty good job of making sure nothing slipped through the cracks and everything got smoothly transitioned. And one day, the business closed underneath the previous owner's ownership. And the next day at 7 a.m., bright and early, it opened back up, and it was under mine. And nothing really changed except for the art on the walls and that kind of thing. Yeah. I think it was a major success. I sure am scanning a lot of receipts, which I never did before. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was going to ask how your productivity world had changed because of this. Oh, yeah. Because here's here's the thing. I've never really had like an official business account. I was able to do everything in the digital world pretty well through just personal accounts and that kind of thing. I mean, I had, you know, DBAs or LLCs or what have you, but I wasn't really like expensing a lot. I don't know if that's the case for you. And I know that some small business owners are able to do that, but that just, it was never that big of a deal to me that I gave it all of my time. Where, I mean, this is a whole different ballgame. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's the physical purchase of goods on a daily basis. And all of that needs to be cataloged and stored and scanned and all of that. So I'm doing a whole lot more of that than I've ever done before. That's for sure. Right. So I do not have a system. You would probably be, aghast at the <laughs> the way that I'm currently doing it. Yeah. But everything is getting scanned. So it's somewhere. It's just uh, all cluttered in a mess and, and terrible for right now. So I got to get that work done. All right. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a clean system on that one because I expense a lot of things, which, you know, with what I end up doing, like any app purchase, any online subscription, you know, if I go to a conference, if I'm buying office supplies, like all of that goes under the business. Yeah. So there's quite a bit that it pays for, but like, we're we're not talking about buying, you know, probably hundreds of pounds of coffee beans. Like that's right. that's not what we're talking yes, about. Yes, exactly. So, that's very different. <laughs> I'm still I'm still expensing things. Like I'm still collecting receipts and such, but like I, I just need raw JPEG files of those receipts or, you know, oh, well, I actually have been running OCR on PDFs is what I've been doing and just dumping those into a file structure. Right. That's all that is. Right. So it's not like it's anything sophisticated in a certain program and such. Cause for me, I just need to have them on file. I'm not actually going to use those receipts for anything. They just need to exist somewhere. That way, if I ever get audited or something, I can show those and prove it. But you know, most of my receipts are digital. They're emails that I'm converting to PDFs. Like that's most of it. So I, I'm not going to get like a piece of paper that I have to sign whenever delivery shows up. Like I don't get those like ever. It's a different game. I get it. But you probably have to turn all that stuff into an accountant, I would guess. Yeah. And I just realized when you said that, oh man, I haven't even been making PDFs of my digital email receipts (laughs) they've all just been getting archived i need to go back through those and add those to the pile my god yep you do yeah i do i sure do so yeah and your miles to and from places and yeah we actually um i found out that instacart just came to our city 
which is uh, oh, you there know, you go. a way of getting groceries. So I actually think that it is one of those weird things where it's cheaper to me for me to get all of our groceries delivered via Instacart and also way more like easily loggable than it is to have a uh, one of our employees go back and forth to the store. Yeah. Because that is just such a, a random assortment of different things that I have to receipt and document and catalog. Whereas an Instacart employee going and getting our groceries and bringing it to me. It's just a single Instacart receipt that I have to then, you know, deal with. Right. But I'm like, I think I like that better. I think I might just use that every time. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's a lot of fun little things like that to think about, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, it is, it is in every way more physical than my traditional work. The, the receipts are more physical. The, the presence of a, an actual brick and mortar space is more physical. The objects that are being served are more physical. And that is a really interesting change for me. But I, I don't think that it's been so wildly different that I feel like at a loss. I think that all of the work that I've been doing in the digital space has prepared me pretty well. So it's not that different. And even, you know, it's, it is crazy. The, the money that comes in is 80 to 90% digital. Like, you know, we're not, people aren't paying with cash here. They're paying with a card. Yeah. It's all being done through Square. I have a really good system set up to deal with that kind of stuff because that's how my other payments were and are for Key House are digital. So, you know, nothing's really changing there and I'm, I'm handling all of that really well. So yeah, it's, it's very, very curious, but it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Interesting. The coffee shop, does it sell anything online? Nah. There's an amazing roaster in town who we're just going to use his beans. So the coffee shop used to sell its own beans, but you know, I am of the mind of let's do one thing really well and then let's see what else we can do really well after we do that one thing. So I don't want to do a million things at once. I want to be a really good coffee shop. And then once we're a really good coffee shop, then maybe we can think about doing our own beans and that kind of thing. But right now we're selling a local guy in town's uh, beans at our shop and we're using them for our coffee. And I'm pretty happy with that setup. So that's all we have to do. From like a task management stance, I would imagine that has exploded on you. It has, yes. But (laughs) I am happy to say I, I have not gotten behind it. The amount of tasks that I have grew but I never once felt like I was drowning in tasks or I had a million things overdue. And I will say that's because of things. I really love things. It's a great app that has served me well. If I have to start thinking about like team type tasks, we might have to change things. But I, I have found that everyone's minds work so differently that it's not worthwhile to have a team-based task manager. Nor do I think that a coffee shop necessarily warrants that. It's not that big of a deal. So things, which is privately siloed just for me, I opened up a whole new area and I created about a dozen new projects (laughs) and I've been successfully going through them and completing them. But there's been, you know, a lot of stuff to do. Sure. But there was one called like the transition and that one was completed, and I got everything done that was in there for the month of July and the, the beginning of August. And now um, I'm steadily checking boxes for all the remaining projects, and I'm sure that those those projects won't be completed for the foreseeable future. But while I have many, many, many more to-dos than I had beforehand, I certainly didn't have to declare that dreaded 
task manager bankruptcy that I think sometimes happens when you go through an overwhelming time in your life. Sure. Thanks, things. You you did it. You you did everything I needed you to do. <laughs> no, I just wondered if it was still holding up for you because I know like, sometimes when people make big transitions like that, they try to move tools so that they can get more out of them. And I always feel like that's a terrible idea because you're, you're then trying to learn a tool and transition at the same time. I still have that thing that I've we've talked about a few times, which is that I have that desire sometimes of for some reason, my brain looks at my task manager and says, I can't deal with this. I just want a blank piece of paper and I want to write 10 things down and I want to do them. And that's actually what I did yesterday. I was feeling kind of frazzled yesterday and, uh, for, for stuff beyond the coffee shop. And I looked at it and I did, I did that thing. I looked at it and I just, my capacity was not high enough to like look at it. Right. And I, I probably stared at like, a new tab in Safari for like 10 minutes. And I was like, this is, this is not working. My brain is not here right now. And so I, I actually, I didn't even have, I didn't have a pin on me, which you would, you know, I feel like that's a disgrace to Joe. I don't even know that that's possible for me. (laughs) I know exactly. But I, but I had my iPad and I had my Apple pencil and I opened up a new piece of quote unquote paper on my iPad and I wrote 10 things out that I needed to do and I got like 7 out of 10 done, you know, by 5 p.m. that day and I felt I felt very good about it. So, sure. and I still do those kinds of funny things, but you know, I'm not having any harder time doing that in this sense than I was uh with Keyhouse. I want to go back to a point you made earlier about like shared tasks within a team. Like cuz that's and, and we we need to do a show about team like management and tools that go along with that, I think. But you know, one of the things that I have learned running ProCourse is that task management on a team level really isn't the way to go. But project management, as far as a team goes, can work extremely well. Yeah. And then let people manage their tasks however they want. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, I think that seems to work really well. At least, you know, with the three or four guys that I'm working with, that seems to be a pretty smooth process to do it like that. I have no idea how you would translate that to a coffee shop. No clue. Or if you should. Yeah, for us, we have a iMessage thread that is pretty low traffic. Typically, the manager will send something out if we need to make a change, if something has changed, or if something isn't getting done and he just wants everyone to, you know, kind of stay up on it. And that's where new things happen. And and really, the, the kind of structure of the coffee shop is we have one guy who's a manager. We have one guy who is sort of overseeing our food. And we have another person who is overseeing our actual coffee roasting, who is, like I said, that guy before, who has his own roaster that we we purchase from. But he's also an employee right. of the coffee shop. And so, you know, if the manager and I need to kind of figure out task stuff, that might be the big thing in the future is, like, he is technically in charge of payroll, but obviously... I'm in charge of payroll when it comes down to it, yeah. you know, <laughs> and it's coming out of the the business bank account. Correct. Yeah. Um, so how how do we manage making sure that payroll happens? Scheduling, like, do I need to do anything there? But I I don't want to make him change his systems, and I don't really want anyone to change their systems. The systems are working, so uh, I just need to figure out how to make sure that my tasks and his tasks are aligned in a way that I've never really had to deal with before. Not in, not in this way, but yeah, I mean, it's all happening and there hasn't really been any miscommunication so far. Uh, everyone has been really kind through the process of this transition and um, we haven't really let much slip through the cracks. 
it's actually, I think, been the opposite. You know, things are being picked up because people are being a little more uh, on the ball because they see that there's, you know, people people need to be taking charge right now. So, yeah, I got a good team. I got a good team on my hands. So the coffee shop obviously is open for business and running. When do when do the apartments and stuff? When does that piece start to launch, or are you already launched on that? No, it launches when I furnish them. So <laughs> sure, you know, I got a lot of pieces of furniture to buy, <laughs> and so I'll do that over time. There actually is still one tenant in one of them, and I'm just giving him time to find a new place to live. But I, I imagine over the next few months, those apartments will be open for business and we'll we'll start seeing people in them and it's 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 a great city to have airbnbs there's always people coming in town uh and i think the 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 typical rental is not just like three or four days but it's like 15 to 20 like that's the average stay yeah so it's it's awesome and i think that these they're apartments with two bedrooms and a kitchen and I think they're going to do really well, and it'll be fun to have that. And I, I'll enjoy being able to host people. So if you're ever in town, Joe, you got a place to stay, and and you can go and drink a coffee really easily. There you go. See that? See that would that would get me in so much trouble. <laughs> but yes, yes, I'm with you because yeah. my wife and I have talked about going west at some point, and but whenever we talk about that, it's not a let's go stay for a couple of days. It's let's go stay for two weeks. Yeah. Like that's, that's usually the conversation we have around that. Now with, with the two apartments, like that's a little bit different animal because you can set up all the systems that you want for that. Whereas like the coffee shop had a bunch of pieces that were already in existence. This doesn't. So does that mean like, are you planning to do things like hire someone to actually do the cleaning and, and reset? And like, you're going to have to have like checklists and stuff for things that need done and verifications and such. Like, oh, yeah. Is all of that systems yet to be developed or have you started down that path? I know some people that have Airbnbs in the city and a few of them do have like people who specifically are managing those properties. I might do that. I might not do that. I really don't know. Okay. As of right now, it doesn't seem that hard for me to do it. I would not clean the rooms. You know, I'd hire somebody to clean the rooms. Yeah. I've been in a few Airbnbs where it's very clear they did not hire a professional cleaner, and I've never enjoyed that. Yeah. (laughs) I much prefer it when it seems very clear that it was professionally cleaned. So that will be the case for these apartments. Yep. But we'll see. We'll see how much work it is. And I wonder if I can even roll some of those tasks into a manager's position at the coffee shop. We I did it in kind of a weird way where I actually set up an LLC with the specific purpose of running a coffee shop slash B&B. That's kind of how I worded the the LLC's uh, purpose. Okay. So I could have an employee that works for that LLC that does both of those things at once. I don't know if that'll be a good idea or not a good idea. So room service from the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. I, I, do, I do not think that we will be having <laughs> waffles brought up to the, uh, oh, the renters. come on. See, I'm not staying there now. Although that does sound kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. That actually, you know, that that does sound nice, and I could see people. I had not thought about the fact that people might want that. Uh, it, it certainly is not a far walk to go and get that. To go and get that. Uh, but see, that means I got to get dressed and go downstairs, though. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know what? Now that you said that, certainly we are not bringing the waffles up to the room. That seems like a liability right there. That seems like a strange encounter oh, sure. waiting to happen. Not with Joe, but with some random guest. So yeah. Yeah, there's there's some fun stuff to think about. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Um 
it's interesting to think about the new systems that I have to spin up. But like I said before, I don't feel like any of them are completely out of my wheelhouse. If I was all of a sudden trying to roast coffee or source green coffee or something like that, that would be out of my wheelhouse. But because I had people in place to do that already, I'm feeling pretty good about the fact that what I'm really doing is I'm using my skill as a business owner to move into a different business space. And I think that I'm pretty well set up to do that. So if anyone is thinking of, you know, moving from the digital world to the physical world, there's obviously a million cautions and a million variables that need to be thought through. But it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Well, I have to say that I'm a little bit jealous because I've I, I've been down this path of moving into analog tools and such, but there's another side of me that kind of gets tired of working in the digital space and just like, okay, I go spend all day building websites and stuff. But the moment I shut off my phone and close the Mac screen, it's gone. It's like it never happened. Like you, There is nothing that says I did that work that day. Whereas when you have a brick and mortar or you have a physical product, you can look in the warehouse and see you know, these are things that we made, or you can see like the list of people who drank coffee that day, or you can at least see like the storehouse of coffee is much smaller now than it was when we opened this morning. Like you can physically see what happened or what you did that day. Uh, even things like I do some woodworking on the side, like that is always incredibly fulfilling just because I could see that gate that I made, or I can see the crown molding that I put together. Like you can physically see it. Like there's there's something about that that has uh, quite an appeal to me. So when you dropped the bomb on me last episode of I bought a coffee shop, it's like what? <laughs> like this is this is a thing that I could see myself doing, but at the same time, it's like that's it, it's quite an undertaking, which you've proven through your conversations here today. It is quite an undertaking. It is quite an undertaking. I don't know if I would recommend anyone to in 30 days purchase a coffee shop and take it over. But <laughs> I can't say that I haven't had a pretty good time doing it. Yeah. And uh, I think that it'll be fun in the future. So, you know, the the weird thing, the good thing is that even though I have this, my life has pretty much continued as normal besides some other circumstances that had nothing to do with this purchase. I'm planning on continuing Keyhouse. I am working with clients currently. I am continuing to write. And actually, I actually feel more able to write now because I go to the coffee shop in the mornings. I still go to the coffee shop. I now have a, a highly, you can either see it as I have greatly reduced my coffee budget or I have greatly increased my coffee budget, depending on if you think that a free coffee every day is actually free or if I've just paid an exorbitant <laughs> price for that free coffee. You know, it's really, it's really, <laughs> it's really up in the air. Right. I get to be in this place that I know is making me money and now I get to write whatever I want to, and I get to work on whatever I want to. I was recently contracted to shoot and edit a series of short films, and I've been doing that from the coffee shop. And now not only is the coffee shop a place that I like to be, but it's a place that I know I'm profiting from and having ownership of. And that's been really beautiful in a way. 